Welcome to Selling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley Wolf. I'm here today, as per usual, with co host Dustin Jackson. How's it going? It's going great. I didn't think of a joke this week. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's about 50% of the time where the joke is about the episode. And then the other 50% of the time is a joke about how the joke is usually about the episode, but is not this time. And I, yeah. I like that I like that freedom that you've invited to this podcast. It could be one or the other, and it, it's... Who's to say? I like to mix it up. Yeah, it... <laughs> as soon as you said, welcome to Telling the Tell, I'm Mitchell Far- Farley Wolf, my eyes went wide and I said, oh my god, I don't have anything funny to say. <laughs> Let's hope it lasts. Uh, today we're going to be <laughs> we'll talking see. about The Wolf Among Us, episode two, Smoke and Mirrors, released February 4th, 2014. Can you believe we're in 2014? Wow. Uh, the future, huh? Notably, four months after episode one. Wow, that that's a big gap. Yeah, and I looked through the future of this uh, this series, and there's one month, there's or there's one gap between episodes where it's one month, but all the other ones are two months, or this one, which is four. So I think we're starting to see kind of one of those things that would eventually lead to the end of Telltale, which is um, struggles with this episodic formula and development of episodic material. Yeah, it's interesting because on the one hand, I do, like, if I just think about it, I'm like, oh, that's cool that they give them more time to, you know, focus on these episodes, give these episodes a little more time in the oven. But yeah, when you say it like that, it's not so good. Yeah, I mean, I I have a very complicated set of feelings on delays, on video game delays. Mm-hmm. I think that as a society, or as a video game playing public, I can say, because we're not society, um, <laughs> we've maybe given delays too much credit. Uh, like like it used to people used to just be angry about them but now i think we've swung too far in the other direction of like saying they're always good i don't think that's true i especially yeah. in cases where there's crunch delays do provably nothing to help crunch it's just more time mm-hmm. that you're crunching it's worse it's even. just more crunch yeah 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 if you're working 12 hour days to get ready for a march release and then if it's pushed to april you don't get shorter days. You get, get one ready more for another month, month of twelve hour yeah, days. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it it it's contextual. Sometimes delays work out. Sometimes they don't. Yeah, which is this is a a very tangent at this point, but uh, <laughs> it it's why I had such weird feelings when people were saying it's too fast for another Pokemon game because there was two uh there there was legends arceus earlier this year and there's scarlet and violet later this year mm-hmm. and i agree that it can be too fast for us like the players of games maybe it isn't too fast for development though and i don't think we should be wanting delays just to get rid of crunch because that never works that doesn't happen mm-hmm. anyway um you heard it here first everybody you can you can do a delay to prevent crunch if you don't already have it and you're looking at well if we have two more months we won't have to start crunching but if you've already started crunching you're not going to stop yeah it's it's uh 
it's not really a black and white issue where crunch is always bad or always good. It really just depends on, or did I say crunch is not always bad or good? Crunch is bad. <laughs> what I meant is delays aren't always bad or good. Right. <laughs> um, cause it just depends on the project really. Um, that is an uh, interesting point. So let's give credits where they are due. This episode was directed yeah. by Jason Latino. Designed Thank by you. Penny Kaufman, Casillas, and Lopresti. By the way, there is a Lopresti, um, there's a Lopresto antacid on the table in the business district or the business uh, <laughs> office in this episode. And I, I believe that wow. Lopresto antacid yeah. is a joke on one of the designers of the game, Lopresti. Nothing up my sleeve, Lopresto. Lopresto. Uh, written by Grossman, Hines, and Martinez. And I thought Grossman was out by 2014. I did too. I think maybe I, he I was is. Surprised about and that. he's like maybe a freelancer or something. Maybe. I think he mentioned something about that in like one of the recent uh, Return to Monkey Island uh, interviews. How he, he wasn't really. He was, he was kind of more just letting other people do their thing. But he would pitch in with like uh, some story stuff here and there. Yeah, well, he got a writer's credit. He got the first, the top build writer's credit, actually. Wow. Uh, for episode two, Smoke and Mirrors. So we'll jump into the episode, but there was news this week that we should talk there about was. first. Oh, shit, you're right, yeah. Yeah, so Dustin, when I started this podcast <laughs> with you, um, the thought was that it's a very contained... <laughs> subject matter right <laughs> yeah yeah like we don't have to th worry about getting the rug pulled out from under us because there just were 140 telltale games there aren't more telltale games there can't be um <laughs> so much for that huh yeah and in a way it's true there never will be any more telltale games from that company known as telltale uh, because that company has dispersed and and died off. But there is a new company called Telltale. And also, series that Telltale has covered are getting very Telltale flavored. Sometimes with direct people from Telltale. Uh, new games in those series. Mm-hmm. So, I think we knew about The Wolf Among Us 2 when we started the podcast yeah and we knew at the at the time that was like the only one coming i think well yeah there was that and there was uh uh sam and max this time it's virtual yeah so between those two things one of them is a vr game and we kind of figured like well it's not it's another sam and max game but it's not like related to telltale and it doesn't seem to have telltale sam and max like carryover so it can basically just be considered something we don't have to cover. Uh, and also, we don't have VR headsets, so we just can't. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to get one soon. If Yeah, if we had VR, I'd be all for doing a This Time It's Virtual uh, episode. Yeah, now that I own my fancy pants PlayStation 5, uh, <laughs> when PSVR 2 comes out, I might, I might go for that. Uh, it'll be my first mm. headset I own. It'll be my first uh, uh, VR headset. Yeah, I've I've never owned one, 
and I don't think I will. My, our, my roommate, our good friend Adam, owns a PS5, so if he got one, then that would be great. But uh, I don't know how likely it is. <laughs> yeah, I want to play. I want to play Sam and Max. Although I don't think that came out on PSVR, so it would also have to be like ported. Um, oh yeah, that's true. But I I want to play Sam and Max. I want to play Astrobot Rescue Team. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to play Half-Life Alex. Only one of those three was ever on PSVR, so maybe I should think about other VR solutions. You've been on a real Astrobot kick. Well, I played one game. Yeah, <laughs> but but you were but you liked it a lot. I, yeah, I did like it a lot. the 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 pack-in game Astro's Playroom for the PS5 is the best pack-in game of all time. I should play it. We have it. Yeah, you really should. Um, it, maybe I will next. Maybe I will after uh, I've been playing uh, Secret of Monkey Island. Maybe after that I'll uh, play that. Yeah, you can you can uh, platinum it in a day. Wow, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you should. You could do it in two days, and it's probably a little <laughs> more comfortable. But uh, yeah, so the news that we didn't talk about <laughs> that we broke into this tangent <laughs> to talk about was that. Gearbox has announced a new, this is all they've said about it so far, it's a new Tales from the Borderlands. What? Which was a Telltale game. Uh, It was a game written and designed by Telltale Games for the Borderlands series. And um, unlike a lot of what Telltale has done, like they... they, uh, carve out other pockets in the canon and stuff like that of the series they have. Mm -hmm. This one seemed to be very near and dear to regular Borderlands canon. Um, A lot of characters introduced in Tales from the Borderlands were in Borderlands 3. Yeah. So they they came back and and they're just like fully part of the universe. Uh, And Gearbox has sort of doubled down on this by saying that they are going to be developing the new Tales from the Borderlands game. So the question is, and this applies to more than a few games now, (laughs) should we cover it as a telling the tale thing? Like, obviously, we can talk about it. We're talking about it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, should we cover it? So when you asked me this earlier in the week, my first instinct was to say, no, it feels a little too far removed. But then I started thinking, like, what if, like, Skunk Ape made a Salmon Max Season 4? Like, they're not Telltale, but obviously I would still think we would want to cover that. So what makes this any different? Yeah, and I, I, I think there's probably a uh, a mental block there where I think of Skunk Ape just as part of Telltale because it is made of Telltale people. Mm-hmm. Where Gearbox is not made of Telltale people. But they are continuing tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. Um, but the part that I thought made it kind of a step too far is you told me that um, they would be focusing on like a brand new cast. So I felt like that was enough of a disconnect to be like, all right, well, there's that. It's not made by Telltale. So both of those makes me think we probably shouldn't talk about. But... I don't know. What if it comes out and it does have some characters from it? What if it's just directly following? What if it follows up on stuff from Tales from the Borderlands? 
like that's still a connection that makes it something we could talk about and cover yeah yeah definitely um i i think that there's a very it it was surprising to me because i saw did you see the like the announcement the stage announcement that the guy did or did you just see like news Mm -mm. so it was uh it, it was on stage and he basically says in these exact words we're making a new tales from the borderlands which is a weird way to say that you'd either say a sequel or an interpretation of or another episodic adventure game or something like that what he said was a new tales from the borderlands which is the name of the telltale game which makes me think like it's not just another part of the borderlands canon that happens to be this kind of like choose your own narrative adventure game Mm -hmm. it's another tales from the borderlands um that's weird yeah um i guess where i'm at right now is i'm open to covering it but i kind of want to wait and see exactly like what it is Mm -hmm. i guess yeah yeah i I feel that um i think that is where we're going to land because it's just not developed by telltale or as far as we know former telltale people that said former telltale people is kind of something that every video game studio in america has now because they all they win everywhere uh so i would not be surprised if gearbox had very prominent developers from that actual game, Tales from the Borderlands, that are now full Gearbox employees that are working on this. And whether that's sort of like, oh, you happen to work, what a coincidence. Or if that's like, yeah, there's DNA that carried over. I guess we will never know. Um, because that, that kind of thing is hard to figure out, especially before the game comes out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, now there's five games. That are in this weird gray area. <laughs> Tales from the Borderlands, we'll call it two. Um, the Wolf Among Us 2, The Expanse, um, Sam and Max, this time it's virtual, and Return to Monkey Island. And I think that we decided a while ago that The Wolf Among Us 2 and The Expanse would get the full regular treatment because... Mm-hmm. A company currently using the name Telltale and including a lot of employees from original Telltale are making them. Yeah, I I think that's enough of a connection, especially since one of them is a direct sequel to uh, cover those. Yeah. Um, with with Dave Grossman working on Return to Monkey Island as well, though, like that feels pretty strong. That that's a direct sort of like. The thing with Monkey Island is that Telltale didn't make their own Monkey Island game. They made the fifth Monkey Island game of the mainline series. So Mm -hmm. one thing to keep in mind is that Return to Monkey Island uh, at this point seems to at least take place before Tales of Monkey Island. So it, it... you know, it, it doesn't necessarily feel connected to it, but, you know, Grossman's there. Yeah. Uh, it is still part of the same series. And I'll throw this out there. Return to Monkey Island 
is a game that feels like we shouldn't cover it be- for those reasons. But I would, that's one I would be 100% down for. Yeah, so it's... Especially since it's just one game. He, here's a flip side to it. Yeah. Um, We're both definitely going to play it when it comes out. Yes. And we have a podcast yeah. together. What, so might why as well wouldn't just we? talk about it. <laughs> like, if, it's, yeah, if exactly. it is tangentially related, which it is, then, mm-hmm. like, doing one episode, and I can I can number it, like, X01 rather than... Because I, I number all the episodes based on how many episodes of games we've got up to by that point. Right. So I can call this like a, a side episode, X01. Uh, maybe I can do that for everything, including Wolf 2 and Expanse. That is not in the original 140 games that we That's signed on to do. That's a good idea. Do. I, I like that idea. I'm down for that. Um. Yeah. So I guess that's where we are. Uh, Sam and Max, this time it's virtual? I don't know, man. I'll find a headset at some point. The the, the weird thing about these is that while Wolf 2 and The Expanse have kind of been these, like, lumbering processes of finding more information slowly over time and then finally finding out, like, okay, it was announced in, like, 2019, but now it's 2023 that it's going to come out. Um, Yeah. Very much the other hand, we just found out about new Tales from the Borderlands and return to Monkey Island, and they're this year. Yeah, <laughs> the Tales from the Borderlands one seems very. They they must have been working on that for a while. I would assume they said uh, in in that stage presentation like a few years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is is that is even a little surprising to me because this is the kind of game that I don't. I don't imagine a big ramp up for, but maybe I'm, I've never worked on a game like that. And maybe I'm completely off base. It could be like three, four years. Yeah, that's strange to me since like the Wolf Among Us 2 was announced so many years ago. But at the same time, you just get Borderlands just announced for this year. And that's a bigger series. That's like a a big series that people know. That seems like one that you would announce like a while back and really get people hyped up for. I mean, I I'm kind of glad they didn't. It's better to just announce it when it's sooner than be waiting years and years. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's just interesting to think about that. uh, This other one, Wolf Among Us 2 is the one that uh, we've just been waiting so long on. There's also, um, there's also the fact that a Borderlands game just came out. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yeah. It's a Borderlands uh, universe game. Tiny Tina is, I suppose, a beloved character from the Borderlands franchise. <laughs> yeah, possibly. It's entirely possible. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we should put our cards on the table here that our ability to discover whether or not this is worth covering is a little bit hampered by the fact that we don't know anything about Borderlands. Um, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before. Neither of us have played a single Borderlands game ever. Um I, d- I don't like what I think the humor is in Borderlands. <laughs> I was kind of put off by it. Yeah. Um, yeah, same. I, from the trailers and stuff, I've seen a lot of, well, that just happened, kind of. Oh my god, you know that's my like least favorite thing ever to hear in anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 
So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I can't say I'm excited about jumping head, headfirst into the Borderlands world, but I know a lot of people do love it, and it is a... I, uh, I hear I hear Tales from the Borderlands is really good. Like, it's I hear it's considered one of uh, Telltale's best. It is Telltale writers, so, you know, that yeah. part of it is probably cleaner. Better. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, let's stop talking about that. <laughs> and let's start talking about The Wolf Among Us Episode 2, not 2 itself, Smoke and Mirrors. This episode picks up with Bigby Wolf being interrogated by the cops for being in the area uh, where Snow White's decapitated head was found. That... Is it me or does that seem weird? Like, he had an alibi and he just kind of walked in... Uh, but I guess, you know, that's the point, questioning him, seeing where he was. Well, he, he was he was with Snow all day. He had an alibi, sort of. Yeah. Um, because he was doing Fable stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like, he, he was doing his job as the sheriff of Fable Town. He, he can't tell mm-hmm. the police what his job is. He can't tell them what he was doing. Um, uh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, because these are real real world police yeah. that found mm-hmm. a severed head <laughs> in fable town <laughs> they didn't they don't know where they are um i i thought there was some very interesting language that i think was from this episode um mm-hmm. describing why normies or they're called mundies um which is short for mundane they're called muggles yeah mundies uh why mundies can't find fable town and it they say like there's this charm cast over it that doesn't make it inaccessible or like any other place, but every person that sort of walk bys has their senses dulled and they go into a deep thought. Yeah, they're like, huh. So they're, they're just like not paying attention to the stuff around them. Or if they're like picking a way to go, they're magically recommended to go the other way. That yeah. takes them away from the town. So it's it's nothing that like actually prevents someone from seeing some weird, uh, like some weird stuff. But it's a lot that just kind of eggs them on to not paying attention. Yeah, that I I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think that's kind of why like if you're a fable who can't uh, afford glamour like Mister Toad, you can hang out inside and you you don't need to like hide in a closet or anything you could even be in front of a window but if you're standing outside that might be too much yeah uh since you're easily visible to uh these mondays interesting uh i like the rules of this universe a lot they're fun yeah it uh it really makes it feel uh well thought out you know i'm i'm sure a lot of that comes from you know the comic all being an already established world but it really does a good job of uh, filling you in on what those rules are for someone who hasn't read the comics. So to uh, to very quickly go through some of these plot points, um, Ichabod Crane shows up in the police station and he cast a spell on all the police people interrogating Bigby to be knocked out and to forget what they were doing for the last 24 hours. And mm-hmm. he he did this in an effort to like, Say, like, well, this is a fable crime. We're just going to take all of it and we're going to make you forget all of it that happened. So we're going to take care of this on our on our own turf. Um, then 
there's this scene in the car when Ichabod Crane is like driving Bigby home. And it feels very like whenever they're in a car in this game, it feels like they're children almost. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like no, their parents are driving them around. Like it I noticed it in the first episode when Snow and Big B were uh in the backseat of a taxi. And it, it mm-hmm. felt like I don't know. You you never you don't see that very often where like someone's driving the main character around. The mm-hmm. main character is like generally supposed to be a, a high ability, high agency kind of person in this universe. So they would be the driver. Um but mm-hmm. I, I think there's just something cinematography uh like cinematography wise rare about seeing big macho characters just in the backseat of a car and at the the whim of having to have someone else drive him around that's true i i can see where you're coming from on that um like when ichabod al- drives we do have one, home yeah it feels like he's his dad taking him home from like a soccer practice <laughs> they're gonna go get mcdonald's yeah it kind of feels like they're gonna get mcdonald's they don't <laughs> They should have. That would have been great. Uh, it would be like a leprechaun that serves them because <laughs> fable stuff. That would be so. Now I'm sad that didn't happen. But I I do like this scene in the car. You know. Yeah, me too. Uh, Ichabod is so off putting in the first episode. You know, they really build him up to be this just piece of shit. So I thought it was nice. Uh, seeing him and Big B kind of bond over this uh this loss they're both feeling. Yeah, I always kind of take a, a little while with mean characters or bad characters or bad flavored characters to find out if they're like, are, okay, are you a jerk or an ass or a prick? And <laughs> they're they're all different kinds of things. Um, and Ichabod Crane in that first episode, it could be anything because he's like entirely dislikable. He, there, there's yeah. no aspect of him that they've shown to like. But in this episode, it's clear that he was, like, really sad about Snow. Um, mm-hmm. That he had some sort of affection for Snow that... Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we, we'll talk about the end of the episode. Um, and, and... And he doesn't, like... He's made it clear that he does not really care for Bigby. So it, it's nice to see him just kind of, uh, you know, on the same level as him in the car, like both just uh, conversing about this thing they're both feeling at the time. Yeah. I mean, you can choose to be mean, but I I had Bigby kind of appreciate it because I appreciated it. Um, I didn't. I Really? Okay. Yeah, they, they give you a choice um, to accuse Crane of not actually having cared about Snow while she was alive. And that his sadness now feels performative. And I thought that was true to what I thought. So I did that. Uh, okay. I had... See, I, I believed him. I, I He felt a little more, like, believably sad to me. Well, based on the end of this episode, you were wrong to feel that way. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Sometimes it's not up to interpretation. <laughs> it, it was a gamble that didn't pay off. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I really liked the ability to just... Um, not have to go through this because I, I thought it was a very realistic thing where like there is an out to this conversation like 
I just don't believe you. There's some so many times in mystery games where you just want to be like, I just think this one thing, and I don't have a mechanic to make my character think the thing, even though I think I might be right. So that the ability to just say like, Crane, dude, I don't believe you at all. You weren't, you weren't nice to her in life, and you can't just say that now. Um, I, I appreciated the option, and it was cool. And um, mm-hmm. Crane's reaction, if you say that, is not entirely defensive, which was cool, too. Uh, Crane was like, yeah, well, I guess you would think that, but no, there's more to me. Um, and not just saying, no, 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 you're wrong. He- there's... He's like, I thought he gets we were why all... you would think that about him. Yeah, like I, I thought that we were sort of all on the same wavelength here, and now you're saying that um, there was like genuine dislike between me and Snow, and that that's not how I saw things at all. And it was a, a weirdly healthy relationship, uh, and until Crane eventually does get angry that you said that, and then drops you off at the uh, mm-hmm. the precinct where you have to go interrogate. Uh, whoever you arrested in the last episode. So you arrested the woodsman, yeah. right? And I did Tweedledee. So how'd that go for you? <laughs> Not great. Okay. So you go down and start interrogating him. Bluebeard is there too. Bluebeard was kind of, was he there for you? Was he handling yeah. uh, the woodsman while you weren't there? Yeah, that's how it was for me too. Um, so Bigby kind of starts questioning him. He's like, uh, look, maybe you did it, maybe you didn't. Uh, you were there, so I guess you couldn't have possibly done it. But, uh, you're working for someone. Who are you working for? And he's just, like, the most uncooperative. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The Woodsman is, like, in this... He's also very uncooperative, but in, in this case, he's, like almost out of it he's like singing a song to himself instead of answering the questions so so he's uncooperative but not in a way where he it feels like malice he's not like fuck you big b he's more uh out of it you said yeah he's he's like oh i can't i can't say i can't i can't tell you the thing that i did <laughs> That's not how he talks. But it's <laughs> <laughs> so that's so good. I can't tell you big b <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, so Tweedledee is not like that. He's just actively choosing to be like, yeah, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I, ca- I can't tell you. And Bigby's like, uh, what about your brother? Where was your brother at the time of this? And he's like, look, I'm not going to sell out my own brother. Fuck you. So I made Bigby lose his temper. Yeah, I also made Bigby lose his temper there. Yeah. Um. So what did you do? How did it play out for you? So they give you a lot of... Uh, <laughs> uh, the woodsman at one point asks for his cigarettes, and then I had Bigby smoke a cigarette. They've so far given me an opportunity to do this exact kind of thing once per episode, and I really <laughs> like it. In the first episode, it was giving Colin a drink, except you just make yourself a drink, and then you drink it. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, ooh, whoops, sorry. I will do that every time it gives me the option to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the woodsman says i just i just want my cigarettes so you grab the cigarettes and you you drink a cigarette uh you just smoke it on down <laughs> you just drink a cig you drink the whole pack Mm-mm. 
Yeah, so what I did was uh, similar. Uh, Tweedledee had a cigar, mm. not necessarily mm-hmm. smokes. But I didn't choose to smoke the cigar. I, I mean, I did smoke the cigar, but uh, I burned his hand with the cigar. Oh, yeah, no, I had an option for that. I didn't do that. But I did, because wow. I figured at this point... Big- I figured at this point, Bigby would be like, look, my friend is dead and I'm not fucking around here and you're not talking. I'm going to burn your dumb Tweedle hand. <laughs> Tweedle hand is the third brother. Um, <laughs> Tweedle D, Tweedle dumb and Tweedle hand. Uh, yeah. So this would bite me in the ass later. Interesting. I, 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 uh, at the end of the episode, they give you all your choices. And this, what the way they define this is: you do or you do not persuade the prisoner to talk. Mm-hmm. Did you get your prisoner to talk? Um, let me double check. I thought I did. Uh, yes. Yeah, I did. I did uh, too. But the thing they talk about seems to be different depending on which prisoner it is. Oh, interesting. Um, because what what I learned was very woodsman centric. Um. So what what I learned, and and maybe you also learned this through Tweedledee somehow. Um, at this junction was that he, uh, the woodsman kept saying she wasn't supposed to be there. Um, and so Bigby says like, okay, so Snow wasn't supposed to be there. Who was supposed to be there? And or where was Snow supposed to be? And then after getting a little roughed up. The woodsman says, no, 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 I wasn't talking about snow. That's not the she I meant. She wasn't supposed to be there. Um, Mm -hmm. And it turns out that the woodsman was sleeping with um, Holly, the troll from the first episode's sister. Uh, The one one who went missing? Yeah. The woodsman was sleeping. The woodsman was sleeping with her. Uh, Lily, Lily is her name. Yeah, that's it. I didn't get that. So Lily, Lily had become a prostitute after uh, emigrating from the homelands into Fable Town, and uh, yeah, like that's why she was going to uh, like that's the person on the night of when Faith died that. The woodsman actually wanted to see. Um, but then Faith came instead and he got mad about it. Like he was just sort of oh, drunk yeah. and mad about it. You find out about that, like you see a note later on in the episode asking uh, her to take her shift. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's exactly uh, what you find out a little bit earlier and a little more details here um, from the woodsman. So he was like, Snow shouldn't have died. I don't even really know Snow White that well. Um, it wasn't supposed to be, like, people were in, supposed to be in other places. And then you find out that, like, what he's saying supposed to be there has nothing to do with the, the murder of Snow and has everything to do with just that first night when Bigby showed up and started beating him up. Faith was not mm-hmm. supposed to be there. It was supposed to be Lily. Right. Um, okay. And then... Well, in the middle of that, while you find that out, well, no, before that, you tell me what you find out from Tweedledee. Like, what is he, when he talks, what does he talk about? Um, you're gonna hate me, but I totally, uh, 
I I totally forgot. This seems <laughs> but I like think big it was, information, I think it was, Dustin. <laughs> I I know, but I was distracted. I was so just uh, surprised by what happened next. I guess that I just totally forgot. Well, I would not be surprised if, in keeping with like what the woodsman talks about, it's not that important. Yeah, it, I don't think it was. I think it just came down to uh, look. We were just looking for somebody. We're on the same team here. Uh, you don't want to have us here. So the the uh, Tweedles at. Uh, in, in the first, so I barely got anything from the Tweedles in this episode. Like I really didn't get any new information about them. Yeah, the the woodsman wasn't in my episode at all. So, um, what? Here's what I know or don't know about the Tweedles that maybe you can help fill me in. Uh, from the first episode, mm-hmm. they Tweedle D said he was hired as like a private eye journalist sort of guy yeah. to look into this case. But he won't tell you who hired him. He won't tell you if he's really a private eye. And he seems like he's not. Um, not mm-hmm. actually a private eye. So from your perspective, were you more convinced that he is actually a private eye? Kind of. I I do kind of feel like he's on the up and up here. Um, he's just, you know, in a lot of su- suspicious places. Okay. Uh, you know, he was in the he was in the closet of uh, the prince in the first episode. So, uh, yeah, one thing to also keep in mind is only Tweedledee is there. Tweedledum is still out there. Uh, He's living his best and, life, just driving around. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't want to tell you where he is. He's like, uh, yeah, we got that brotherly bond. Um, Why would he? Yeah, he's not involved. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe he is. I mean, we don't know right, yet. That would be the trick. Um, <laughs> that that seems like the thing Big B is mostly concerned about, because his questioning was, look, you're here. I know you didn't do it, but what about uh, that silly little brother of yours, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I did get a, a line I thought was funny. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's not like that funny, but it made me, uh, you know, have a chuckle. Uh, because some of the things that Tweedledee had was uh, the cigar... And he had, like, a big wad of money. And Bigby's like, you always carry this much cash? He says, yeah, you know, I had a lot of laundry to do this week. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just... And I was like, all right, that checks out. Yeah, I mean, laundry can be expensive. <laughs> you have this big wad of Have you of seen gas money? prices? <laughs> Jeez, no need to tell me. Yeah. Um, so while you're doing this interrogation with whoever you're doing it with, uh, Snow White walks in the room. She's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's Don't fine. Don't worry about it. How did you feel about this twist? Um. So. I guess it would not be fair for me to say that I saw it coming because we didn't talk about it last episode, right? If I actually saw it coming, mm-hmm. I should have said something last episode when we we were doing it. But I did feel yeah. like. I, I kind you felt of like felt there like had to be a little more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't feel that Snow White was completely dead. For one, like, she just seemed... Too major a character. Yeah, it's just too much uh, for the first episode. I mean, like, if she did die, I could totally see that being why people like this game and they just don't talk about it. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that, that was a really bold thing. But they didn't um, do it too many other times in any other games or anything. Um. 
but yeah, it does a little bit lower the stakes. Um, like like immediately after this, you're hanging out with Snow and uh, it, like nothing's changed. Yeah. Uh, if if you beat up the the prisoner, Snow chides you for doing that, and she makes you feel yeah. bad about it. And I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I did too. I felt bad. I was on my best behavior for like most of the game afterwards because I was like, "Ooh, I'm sorry." Well, I think we talked about that too because I I remember saying like the reason I was sort of transitioning from oh Big B's kind of a rough guy into oh maybe maybe Big B can be a little bit more gentle than that was because of the influence of Snow White. We talked about that in the first episode mm-hmm. of this game. Yeah. Uh. So like in this scene i'm thinking yeah she's gone so i'm just gonna sort of do bigby stuff and then she walks in the room and calls me an <laughs> asshole she's like uh, uh, and uh. that's completely deserved she was gone for yeah, a second that... and i got a lot worse yeah that's exactly how i felt but i at the same time i didn't regret it i i was thinking like i could reset but I didn't want to, because that felt right. Like, Bigby's friend is dead. I feel like he would be in the right to be pissed off with this person who's not cooperating when Snow White's fucking head is on the ground without a body. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't reset for any of these games. We- we're on such a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I-, I just mean, like, because this was, like, a choice right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like... Um, I, I, do I want to be seen as this bad person? But I stuck with it because it just felt like the right thing to do. Like, I felt like Big B would really lose his temper. He'd be like, look, I'm not fucking around here anymore, Mr. Tweedle. Uh, yeah. But yeah, then I, I did feel that when she was like, what the fuck, Big B? That's not cool. And I was like, yeah, I guess it wasn't, was it? <laughs> yeah, it's on me. But, but, but at the same time, I do, I do like, it's like, I thought you were dead. I, I was losing <laughs> my marbles here. Yeah. Uh, especially. I, I would maybe cut Big B a little slack. When, when you're talking to yeah. her afterward, you have the option of saying, how aren't you dead? And Snow White says, <laughs> I'm fine. I went home. <laughs> It's not even a thing. Don't worry. Yeah. About it. <laughs> it's like you weren't you don't j- get to say that to me. <laughs> I, s- <laughs> I I saw this head. Yeah, uh so so the, the trick here is that someone was glamored to look like Snow White. And yeah, uh they then they were killed. And you go through a lot of stuff to find out who it was, but it turns out it was Lily, Holly's sister. Yeah, so this is why I asked how you felt about this, because when Snow White first showed up, I was kind of like, oh, well, that's a little deflating for this moment that I thought was uh, this crazy thing they did. But as it went on, I was like, well, this just opens it up to a bigger mystery. So I I was fine with it, but my first reaction was, ah, man, you didn't stick with it. But I, I do think at the end of the day, it's for the best that uh, Snow White wasn't actual for real uh, headless. What if Snow White looked like a troll and she just was Snow White and that's just what Snow White looked like? That'd be kind of weird if they made that creative decision. What, like Snow White was a troll, but she used glamour to look how you... Yeah. How you've seen yeah. her? That'd be interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not how it played out. They didn't do out, that. But... <laughs> 
Um, I, I mean, I, I guess it's it's more interesting that they don't because it, now there's this like class system of oh, if you're Snow White, if you're someone like that, uh, it's a lot cheaper for you to live because you don't have to pay for yeah. glamour. You can just look like a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now, after finding out, um, you, you like go to the the wishing well, which is basically a weird morgue. Um, where they they toss all of their problems down this weird well that they can't see the bottom of. Uh, if only we had that in real life, it, we could just toss our problems away. Well, it, it's weird. You, you know what the thing this made me think of was is what? the the alternate nineteen eighty seven um or alternate nineteen eighty six Back to the Future uh fut- where Edna takes over. They have that like hole in the middle of the town that they throw all the shit in. Um, remember that? I didn't at first, but I do now. Yeah, it, it's been a bit, but uh, someone at Telltale is interested in this idea of like, what if a town big just holes? throws everything in a hole that they don't want to think about? The town just anymore? had a big hole. <laughs> I respect that. There are there are some like repeating just thematic ideas that I have a lot that take over a lot of what I do that show up in different stuff I do. They're like, man, what if this town had this big hole? (laughs) What if there was this big hole in the town? (laughs) You've been pitching this every game. We can't just have a hole in every town. (laughs) You've been pitching it every game and we put it in two of them. We we have to... (laughs) You can't just keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Yeah, so it was... Uh, like in in the Back to the Future version, they threw like pornography and rock and roll music, and sometimes guys in there. <laughs> um, and it's where like you you go down there, and it's not bottomless or anything like this one is, but you go down there, and it's like a a, a warehouse full of contraband for bad kids, where you fight Biff in in uh, I think like episode yeah. four. Um, but in this one, no, no one knows what's down there. You toss dead bodies down there. Sometimes people that you just don't want to come back. Um, (laughs) like, like the, the capital punishment in Fable Town is being thrown in the wishing well. You're going in the hole. If you're just too bad of a person, we'll throw you in the well. Yeah. Um, so. That seems, that seems like overkill if you can't get them back out. Yeah, <laughs> I think that is the point. That's sort of <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound great. <laughs> Just seems mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, they're they're gonna like throw Lily's body in there when they're done. But they they find enough evidence that they should go to uh, this place called the Pudding and Pie, which mm-hmm. is a strip club for fables. Well, before we get that, get there, something else happens. Uh, it's it's not like a huge part of the story, but it's it's enough. Uh, uh, so the reason you find where uh, Lily's body is is because you question uh, TJ, Mister Toad's right, son. Right, I forgot saw, about that. Uh, the body in the pond. This is when I regretted my actions for uh, burning Tweedledee's hand. Yeah. Um, Because it turns out they were watching you. 
yeah, they were watching you. And Mr. Toad hates me. I love Mr. Toad. And I I was trying to be on his team the whole time. And now he's pissed at me. And I'm like, oh. Man. They were watching you through the uh, the magic mirror. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. The magic mirror feels OP. Yeah, you can just see anyone anywhere. Well, we'll later find out that that won't be a problem anymore. Yeah, it's weird in, in a game that has no combat and no systems of any kind, really, uh, for a character to feel OP, especially a non-playable one. But it does. Like, it, it feels way too um, centralizing to the story yeah, it, of, of what the game it, is. Uh, yeah, especially for like a detective case like this, when you can just ask, "Hey, where is this character at right now?" Yeah, but I, I guess that's the thing is you can only see where they're at right now, and there are rules to it. Like, there's a lot uh, of constraints on it. Yeah, so I, I guess it's fine in in its context. Like, you can't just see like uh, you can't see, for example, like what the woodsman did. You can't see like who did this, who killed this person. You can only see what this character is doing at that moment. It sounds, it seems. Yeah, like. like if a character's walking down a street, you can see enough of the surroundings to know it's a street, but not which street. And yeah, and that's like I don't, I'm not sure how that works out physically, but they, sure, um. <laughs> At this point in my notes, I, I write, is murder really rare in Fabletown, or do the elites just not notice? That's a good point. That is a theme they bring up yeah. a lot in this episode. Because they, they say in the first episode that they make it known of like, it's really hard to kill a fable. It doesn't happen very often. These fables lived for centuries, like literally hundreds of years, uh, just because they can't die of natural causes and murder is hard. Um, so mm-hmm. in that first episode, you're led to believe like, oh, a death? That's totally uncommon. But in this episode, people keep bringing up like, hey, Lily was missing for weeks. No one did anything. Um, yeah. You keep saying murder's rare in Fable Town, but you would have no idea. Because it's not... <laughs> yeah, is it though? Yeah, it, it's, no one's keeping track of it. Of, like, the real murders that are happening all the time. They're only keeping track of when someone notable or with money or whatever died. Yeah, I do like that. I like that uh, even though these are our protagonists, it's showing that they're not, like, perfect people. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, Bigby's the protagonist. The rest of them... Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Like, Snow yeah, is still, Snow like, is too. alongside mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and Snow has, like, a crisis of confidence in the first episode about how um, she's, prev- like, her job is about preventing all of the little stuff, in quotes, from reaching Ichabod's desk. Um, so mm-hmm. he can focus on, like, high-priority matters, which I don't know if, like, real city council people have a, a similar system, but I... Um, at one point in my life, I was very close to a member of the city council that I live in. Um, and I don't know what he did for that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure he had a secretary. And that secretary, um, like, organized his priorities. But I don't, I, I wonder, yeah. there probably is some amount of that that is, like, required. And not all of it is you know, the system not working. Because sometimes people will just come in and say, like, 
it's a 45 speed limit here and i want to go 50 and then you gotta go like well <laughs> what you are you gonna do about want it to go faster and expect it to change that's not <laughs> <laughs> i i agree with you i would also like to go 50 but that's just not how it's done <laughs> we would all like to go 50 uh yeah i mean oh man i the stories i could tell you about the stuff that i know they brought up with city council uh they being just random members of the populace if you've ever watched parks and rec and uh seen those like town hall meetings where someone goes like i had a taco yesterday and it gave me food poisoning and then they're like yeah but we're like the city what do you want from us (laughs) (laughs) it's not exaggeration that that is real that happens all the time Man, I got food poisoning from a taco once and it sucked. But you wouldn't tell the mayor. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, well, I want to know what you're going to do you about it. You would tell it. maybe a doctor, probably no one. <laughs> yeah, I told I told my roommates and I was like, yeah, sorry, I'm not feeling too great. It does affect them the most. That makes sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah, depending on how rough you were with a prisoner, um, TJ, Toad Jr., is a certain amount afraid of you. And then you also have an opportunity during that conversation to be nice or like demanding with TJ in order to get that uh, more information out of him. I was as nice as possible. Once yeah, I same. saw that Mr. Mr. Toad himself was angry at me, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be at on my best behavior for the rest of this game. This this was a lesson for Bigby to be like, all right, maybe I won't let my anger just... Uh, color my actions so bluntly uh yeah so you you find out from him that um well he was just there when they dumped the body in the river yeah he was swimming yes and uh, they probably did not see tj in the water um so he's (laughs) safe tj had a funny line he says the lady fell in but she didn't have her head on that is funny (laughs) She left home without it yet again. Okay, so skip ahead. So now we know uh, stuff about Lily. She was a prostitute. She had glamour on to look like Snow White. She didn't have her head on. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. She uh, there was yeah. f- For some reason, she was going to the Woodlands, which is, again, that building that Bigby and Snow and a lot of the fables live in. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like one building where they all... I think Ichabod might live in it, too. Yeah, I think so. Uh, um yeah so um so so yeah lily was a prostitute working out of a strip club called the pudding and pie so you go to the pudding and pie and dustin you see naked women (laughs) yeah boy yeah oh boy i wasn't ready i I had to i had to i had to pull on my uh shirt collar let some of the steam out. Yeah, so... Is is this the first time we see nudity in a Telltale game? I think so. Yeah, I was trying to think... Um, as far as I know, this might be the only game... Like, I can't say that. I haven't played the other games. But as far as I know, this is the only Telltale game to have nudity. There's gotta be some in Game of Thrones, right? Uh, I, I would... Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, I did. I certainly didn't expect that from this one. The the most like yeah, cartoony I was like, one they did for a while. Um, I mean, it's not cartoony in tone at all. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, 
you see Nerissa, a stripper, a fable slipper, stripper, fable stripper, uh, who is... <laughs> yeah, we find out she's the Little Mermaid. Yeah, she's... I don't know if Disney invented the name Ariel. That's what I was thinking. I had it in my notes, like, maybe that was something Disney made, and that's why they had to give her a different name. I think that checks out. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, so she she's Nerissa, and, like, the... Both her pimp and, like, the guy in charge of the strip club uh, is Georgie Porgy. Yeah. Um, I don't know his rhyme. I, I have heard the name. I don't know. Want me to read the rhyme to you? I was yeah. I was actually looking it up earlier because, like, I knew it was... I knew it was a nursery rhyme, but, like, I didn't remember the, like, actual words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here it is. Once, once the page loads. Okay, okay. Uh, so the, the, it starts with the silence. Nurse, the nurser... <laughs> yeah, you gotta build up to it. But it goes, Georgie Porgy, puddin' and pie, kissed the girls and made them cry. When the boys came out to play, Georgie Porgy ran away. He kissed the girls and he makes them... Yeah, okay, so he's, like, a, even in the rhyme, he's sort of a womanizer. Um, yeah, when I, when I read that rhyme, I was like, wow, what a... What... A clever way to interpret that into this sort of gritty world. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, what came first? The idea, oh, we should use Georgie Porgy. Oh, it'd be funny if he's like a like a strip club owner. Um, and then they like built this leg of the story around it because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it just fits really well. Um, so you you find out from him. After giving him the whole runaround, uh, a very, a, a very difficult uh, bit of talking to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this part was very funny because s- since I've been trying to have Big B be a little more mm-hmm. uh, cool, a little more cool headed. So he goes around to like everything in the strip club yeah. and is like threatening to break it. And every time it's like, break this or threaten to break it. And it was like five different things where he's like, I could break this. Yeah. <laughs> Goes to the next thing. I could break this. Uh, you could, yeah, you could break the entire place. <laughs> and I, I didn't yeah. break any of it. And <laughs> same, but I love that. It just gives you the option so many times. Yeah. And you keep like, like eventually I would... bat and then not hitting it. And, and every time yeah, eventually it, I... it, Georgie's convinced you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, w- I would think at some point georgie would be like all right well he's obviously just not gonna do anything well as soon as he says that i'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> he just gets tired of you he's like all right look I, and then i break it i'm sick of walking right around <laughs> yeah then i'd be like "Ooh, didn't see that one coming, yeah like his you? turntable his fridge his uh like the countertops like i'm gonna break him i'm, I'm just gonna hit him with a bat <laughs> Um, I would have laughed so hard if it like looped around like eventually you had to break something so you you just go to everything is like well I'm gonna go around once again <laughs> yeah it, it's about picking the thing you want to break more than whether you do or don't <laughs> hmm. how much do you care about the about uh, this uh, the smoke machine so the information that you want to get from Georgie is like his timetables who was hiring Lily when was she out um where were they supposed to meet? Uh, and keep in mind, like, the strip club part of this is above board. The prostitution part is not. So he's trying yeah. to, like, 
it's obvious that he does this, but he's trying to maintain a facade of like, no, we don't do prostitution. That's that's wild. I'm not a pimp. I'm just I just own a strip club. Um, but he mm-hmm. he is and does both. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's not great. That's not my favorite. There's there's a part in this that made me feel like really bad, really sad. Is uh, it's it's when you're talking to uh, Narissa, mm-hmm. and uh, you ask her what her name is, and uh, I forget the exact wording, but I think she says like, uh, "When I'm not on the clock, it's Narissa." And then he says, uh, "What about when you are?" And she says, uh, it, "It's whatever they want it to be." And I was like, "That that sucks." <laughs> yeah, um, but also like. That that's sort of a metaphor for like how at the the will of their employment they are, but also a very yeah. literal um thing probably because Lily was calling herself and looking like Snow White uh, because someone wanted her to. Uh, yeah, that's true with the glamour. Yet yeah, we didn't even touch upon that. Like, well, we did a little, but the fact that. Uh, black market glamour seems to be going around because Lily's glamour was not perfect. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't, it didn't totally make her look 100% like Snow White. Uh, her dress had like an extra button, uh, other such things. Like it, it didn't completely make her look identical to her. So it, it seemed faulty. Yeah. So at at least for now, you're under the assumption that there's black market glamour going around. Yeah. There's like, both Lily and Holly have this like floral tattoo uh, around their like chest or ankle or something. Uh, mm-hmm. And with their glamour on, it doesn't go away. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, the, the idea of black market glamour is interesting because they, they do go out of their way to say it's not illegal. It can't be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's frowned upon, but. Yeah, um, I don't really know what a good metaphor for that would be, but, like, you're supposed to think, like, well, it should be official, but the more you think about it, you're like, why should the government control something that these people basically need to live? If they can get it cheaper, they should. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's a good enough glamour to fit into society so you don't have to hide away, you should do it. Like, why, why should we not be celebrating the black market glamour? Yeah, like, the thing is, with this glamour, she wasn't, like, a perfect Snow White, but it was still good enough that she could pass for, like, a person. If you're not trying to look exactly like someone else, is that really going to be a problem? Yeah, and, and, like, the more you think about it, the the more you're thinking, like, oh, you know what, the witches work out of that building in the government center. Maybe they they're, like, lobbying for black market glamour to be made more frowned upon because they uh they would make more money if everyone came specifically to them uh, yeah so it's a potential like corruption scheme and everything um anyway you find out there's this place nearby that i forget the name of do you remember the name of the like the hotel oh the open arms or something down? Yeah, that's it. That's it. at the Open Arms Motel. Yeah. So you go to this motel once you uh, like book a prostitute from this place, and that's that. That's like the way they do it. 
Uh, Nerissa's trying to help you out, so technically you've booked her, but she doesn't show up. Um, because she knows, like, you just want to get in the hotel. Um, yeah, she gives you the key to room 204, even though you you need to get into room 207, but she doesn't have the key to 207. So she's yeah. like, uh, look, this is as much as I can help you. You'll figure it out. Yeah, you know uh, that 207 was the room that a Mr. Jones, which, which is obviously a fake name, uh, rented out Lily for the night when she was murdered. Uh, mm-hmm. So you go there and you find the person working the front desk is none other than Beauty. For, from off of Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, from off of episode one of The Wolf Among Us, here in episode two? Wow. What a crossover. Small world. Um, <laughs> there. Before you continue, there is a funny, there is another funny line I liked in here. Uh, when you have Bigby look at the soda machine... Uh, you know, he kind of ups it, eyes it up and down. And then he says, huh, "Those'll kill you," and then he just takes a long <laughs> drag on his cigarette. That's good. Bigby's funny. Um, yeah. The, the the first thing that you talk about when you see Beauty there is Beauty's like, oh, "Thank God you didn't tell Beast." If you didn't tell Beast, and I had the option here of saying like, "Okay, this has been brought up like three times. I need to tell you I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> And Beauty goes, wow, I thought you were just being a good guy. I didn't realize you were so callous and didn't care. And I'm like, well, it's not like that either. You, I, It's just, it doesn't I just, have to I be have interesting, no reason. Beauty. <laughs> yeah, I have no reason to think it's interesting. You didn't tell me what this was all about. <laughs> yeah, because the first one is like, she's just outside. And she says, can you not tell Beast about this? And you're like, yeah, okay, I won't. Um uh, but like if he asks maybe but even then probably not because he said but i don't care mm-hmm. and then, like when you get to this i have written in my notes beauty i do not care <laughs> she keeps thinking like Look, she's always at risk of of someone telling beast um that she's working as the front desk person of a motel that is attached to prostitution but she's not a prostitute yeah, she's she's working there to uh, make a little more money. Yeah, I don't get not telling Beast about this. I think it's well. I kind of get it after we see how Beast reacts to seeing well, her. Beast Beast uh, reacts because he thinks she's a prostitute. But he, yeah, if she just said I'm, I'm not, saying... and then explained it, he'd be he because <laughs> after he he realizes that she actually isn't, he's like, oh okay. And then he, he like he's ashamed of acting out, but he like yeah. he he's not angry anymore. Yeah, but I just wonder if that's maybe a more common thing in their life. Maybe she just wanted to avoid that altogether. Yeah, I mean he is literally because, because beast. You, you see him you see him like beast out. Yeah, exactly. So maybe it's because uh, in his bio it makes a point to say like he can usually get by without glamour just fine. Um, so. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, they are low on money. Maybe she just wants to lower the chance of him uh, going full beast, like, happening as little as possible because they can't afford the glamour. Um, in, in Bigby's bio? I didn't look too much at the bios this time. Uh, in Bigby's bio, do they ever say that he's on glamour and that's why he's not actually a wolf? Or is he just always sort of in between man and wolf regularly. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to read it again because that is, that is a good point. 
Because he never really mentions being on Glamour ever, but that would be, like, a reason why he's not a wolf. Yeah, because none of, none of those stories are about werewolves. They're all about just regular wolves. Yeah. Um. Um. So that's... I, I would assume he is, but yeah, it's never really brought up. Yeah. It, it's just... It's a little weird because he's... Uh, I mean, if he has to be on Glamour for his job, maybe he prioritizes that, but his apartment is so run down and shitty and he like doesn't have enough food all the time and he's yeah he he's probably can't afford it either yeah he can't afford it but if he pays for it then then like how's he doing that anyway maybe we find out more later um or maybe that's yeah. like what the whole comic is about and this is not about that specifically um yeah i, I maybe he does buy it and that's why he has to live in this shitty apartment is just because he can't afford better because he has to pay for the glamour mm-hmm I could see that. We'll see. So Beast does show up. Um, and At the worst possible. Yeah, a, a real like, oh, but, but I thought situation that I kind of hate. <laughs> what the hell? I, I do hate it, but I, I I don't know. I It did make me kind of like Beast a little more because like this, this is a shitty situation. Just like listen to what's going on. But I do feel like it gives him some depth to make him like so par because he used to be a beast used to be awful so i wonder if he's just paranoid of losing bell for that and that's why he uh flipped out so not technically bell and yeah beauty she's just called beauty um um yeah that might be another disney thing but yeah i do hate situations like that a lot of the time but i don't know why but here it did kind of make me like beast a little more because you could tell he's not like a bad guy you can tell he's like yeah. uh st- stressed out you can tell he like really loves his well, wife well let, let's run through what actually happens so yeah. beast or not sorry beauty and bigby walk upstairs and he has the key to room 204 so she's like okay here's the room and then he's like, no, I need to get into room 207. And this is like, a, a for some reason, a line to cross for her where she suddenly feels very loyal to her job. <laughs> um, and he's like, he's like trying to break into the room and she wants him to, to stop because like she's going to get into trouble. And then Beast shows up, sees the two of them together trying to get into a room and assumes that Beauty is acting as a prostitute for Big B Wolf. And... Yeah. He just gets really mad and starts like getting aggressive and actually starts fighting you, at which point there is a, a quick time sort of battle between the two of them. But like it feels like that scene in Shrek that I hate so much. It's my least favorite part of mm-hmm. Shrek where uh, Fiona overhears Donkey and Shrek no, dis- saying. No, Shrek. Isn't it the opposite where he hears them in the in the house and how she's saying like, uh. No one could ever love someone so ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shrek thinks, yeah, Shrek thinks they're talking about him. Yeah, and it makes me, like, everyone in the real world, if ever put into this situation, would just say, wait, so what did you hear exactly? No, 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 that was, and then just clear it up immediately. It's one of those things, uh, and I... I agree, but I I feel like it's a little more justified here, because Belle has been very secretive with, uh, Beauty's been very secretive with, uh, beast lately Mm -hmm. and beast is getting very paranoid about this she didn't tell him that he's that she's working this job so like 
I, I kind of get seeing this and thinking, oh, no, the worst is happening. Because he had no reason to think she was working here. She never told him or implied it in any way. So I, I get it a little more than just, like, overhearing someone say something. I'm not saying that him getting angry at first is is like this. I'm saying that as soon as he does, the inability to just go, no, she works the front desk. It, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Just, wait. Okay, let me clear this up real quick. She works the front desk. This isn't the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I, I agree, but also at the same time, wouldn't that also be like an excuse <laughs> like they don't try you, you, they don't try to this. say it <laughs> they d- like none of this is attempted <laughs> you, you'd say like yeah maybe maybe they would say that as an excuse in order to get out of the situation and then maybe beast you're, sees you're that saying, as a lie maybe if that happens you're saying your problem but they don't try you're you're saying your problem is more with uh beauty and bigby not explaining the issue rather than Beast getting upset about it. Yeah. Like, as soon as okay. Beast says, okay. you're sleeping with my wife or whatever he says, Bigby should just be like, what? No, she works the front desk. <laughs> and then, like, maybe there's still a fight. <laughs> Chill maybe out, Maybe Beast dude. isn't cool with it. And maybe Beast, th- like, assumes that's a lie. After that, that'd mm-hmm. be fine. But, like, there's not even a, an attempt to, like, say, oh, no, you know, you've clearly got the wrong idea. Let's just talk. <laughs> let, let me just explain <laughs> the thing. In one sentence, because it is on a there, very one-sentence explanation. It's not, like, yeah. too long to explain in a fight. I can say it between mm-hmm. punches. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, at the same time, Beauty didn't even want Beast to know she was even working there. Yeah. But I guess, I guess in ter- when he thinks you're sleeping with someone else, I guess it would be best to just come clean on what the thing is that's not nearly as bad. Um... So, in the middle of the ruckus, um, Big B gets, or Beast and Big B get thrown into the door of 207, and they see all the blood mm-hmm. all over the room, and then Beast realizes, oh, he actually is here researching a mystery. Uh, my bad. <laughs> the whole time. Don't I feel foolish? He, he, his animation is really good. He's, like, animated to be like, oh, man, I really just fucked up, huh? Uh, <laughs> I, I like Beast a lot. I, after this point, I, 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 do I like don't know what it is. Bit, yeah. I don't know what it, he he strikes me as like a doofus, but a doofus that like his his heart really is in the right place. Like you meet you meet some like scummy people, and Beast doesn't strike me as like a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like. That's so neat. you're looking all over this room. And you found out th- uh, through some of the stuff here that whoever was uh, taking Lily out had a massive Snow White fetish. Uh, <laughs> they dressed her up like Snow White. They uh, they glamoured her to be Snow White, basically. Um, and Beauty is like watching you find out all this stuff, and she's really grossed out about the whole affair. Yeah, she's like ill. She is like ill, and you ew, find out stop. that it was Ichabod. Ichabod was yeah. sleeping with Beauty, or not with Beauty? Sorry, Ichabod was sleeping with Lily glamoured to look like Snow White because he had a massive crush on his assistant Snow White. And, uh... Yeah. He's just gross about it. He's like a gross little guy. And then you see Ichabod watching this and he had, in anger, broken the magic mirror he was watching it through. So, magic mirror's dead. 
Yeah, no need to. Well, I I don't want to jump to conclusion, but what if they put him back? Together? It is hard to kill. A fable, I would assume basically. not. Yeah, <laughs> they could just put him back together, and it'll be like, oh shit, that this sucks. seems anyway. very dead for a fable. If you're a yes. mirror breaking it, then. yeah, <laughs> that has to be the mirror equivalent of having your head cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's in the same wheelhouse. <laughs> um, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, so. Here, here's my thing. So, it seems pretty upfront that it's Ichabod, but what if it is someone just glamour? Well, I guess not because you see him looking in the mirror. How would he get down there if it was just someone glamoured to look like Ichabod? But I don't know. Fool me once. Sure. I, okay. I have my suspicions. So, I, I don't, I don't think it's likely that it's not. But you know, that possibility's knocking around in my I, head. I think that it is Ichabod who is sleeping with Lily. And was at least there when Lily was killed, but maybe like I'm. We just played through CSI, right? Like I can't yeah. believe it's Ichabod now. Now I just know it's not Ichabod. <laughs> yeah. You you've been conditioned to be like, okay, well, it's not the people they're saying it's, it is. Yeah, I mean, like it's a better game than CSI, but it's still clearly it's the same company. Like I I <laughs> I don't trust you. I don't think it's Ichabod now. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's one of those things where, like, it could be, I, I, it could just be having Ichabod be this uh, big bad, but yeah, I feel like I've played enough CSI, I know how these things work. I'm kind of a crime scene investigator. Did you have the same feeling <laughs> that, like, it can't be Ichabod yes. because it looks like it's Ichabod? <laughs> yeah, because, like, we have three more episodes to go. They're really gonna just tell you who did it now? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that's true. It is episode two that just ended out of five. Um, you know what's something about this episode? Hmm. It's really short. I did feel that it was quite like, short, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't necessarily mind, like, I guess I'd rather they just tell the story they want to tell than, like, have needless things drag it out, but I did feel like, wow, it's over like already. an hour and a half, Episode one felt longer, Yeah. It, it's fine yeah. it's just uh interesting yeah i looked at how long to beat.com which i've i've grown to hate recently because it is filled <laughs> with people that want to brag about beating games fast and that's where their numbers come from it's like very good it does seem like they're bragging for whom for no one but like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna email you and say good job beating that game so fast they man. can't admit to themselves that it took an hour and a half to, to beat a narrative game that takes a certain amount of time no matter what. Uh, like The Wolf <laughs> Among Us. So they uh, they say an hour. Dude, it didn't take an hour. It took an hour and a half. Don't... Yeah, Maybe maybe if you skip like all the dialogue. Wait, no, well, I don't think you can <laughs> Who's skip dialogue. Who's playing this game like that? <laughs> it's a yeah. dialogue game. Yeah, what do you get out of speedrun? Yeah, do you hope that if you skip all the dialogue, you get to the boss fights faster? Sorry, bro. <laughs> That's not how this game works. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, it's it's like... <laughs> wow, good job. You pressed A a lot. Yeah, those platforming sections aren't coming, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, Want to get into choices? Uh, our, our percentage choices? Yeah... I'd, I'd be down for Only that. Only 12.8, according to my version of the game, percent accused Crane of not caring about snow in that car. 
Interesting. For me, it was you and 21.4% of players sympathized with him. Come on, game. (laughs) That's so wild. You need to at least tell me why. Just tell me who I don't know who I'm talking to, even. (laughs) I just I don't like this. I don't like that the stats are so wrong. I think it's neat. I think it's interesting seeing like the difference in uh, player percentages between us. It's like, interesting noting that the it? stats are so wrong once, but for every time we talk about it after that, I'm like, well, I kind of just wish I knew what the stats were. <laughs> You're just angry. <laughs> it would be more helpful for me to know what the stats are in order to think something is interesting. Um, it's going to get to the point where it's like, well, for me, it was, and you'll just be like, shut up. Just don't even tell me. I don't 62. care. 62.4% persuaded Woody to talk. Ooh, nice. For me, it was 54.6% of players forced him to talk. Uh, well, I, I think, uh, I wrote down persuaded in my notes. It might've actually said forced. I might've okay. changed that. Um, yeah, I, I just took pictures of the choices so I could get like the exact uh, 91.9% let Snow White come to the trip trap. So that was, we didn't even talk about that, but we had to tell yeah. Holly that her sister was dead. I liked that a lot. I, I thought it was nice seeing, uh, like these characters were so antagonistic in the first episode. Even, even Gren is like, I don't want to say he's on your side in this episode, no. but he's definitely less, uh, combative. Mm-hmm. Like he, Jack is in there. Jack is we totally missed that. Jack Horner, uh, this yeah. asshole Jack is in there, and little Jack Horner. Gren is just corner. like, yeah. Gren is like, shut up, just shut up, man. I'm sick of you. Uh, just let this happen, I guess. And like Holly is like a little upset, but she's like, oh fuck you, Snow White. It should have been you, stupid. Yeah, and but, Jack Horner uh, is she like. Calms down. Just the biggest dick ever. He's <laughs> yeah. He's he's being Mister Jokey. He's trying to like. Okay, so you want to have some time alone with Holly, and then you're like, "Yeah, I've got something important to <laughs> um, tell." Her. Okay, why don't you just tell us in front of the rest of the class? It's like, because your fucking sister's dead, man. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love your impression of him. <laughs> That's not at all how he talks, but it it so perfectly conveys his attitude. That <laughs> that is how all of my impressions are. They definitely don't sound like the person. <laughs> break out, break out of Mister Toad. I want to hear your Mister Toad. Oh, I'm Mister Toad. I'm the nice guy, but I've got a little gruffness to me. <laughs> I love it. I I love that. Um, That's at least closer. That is the accent. <laughs> it's that, that yeah, it's perfect. Um, so you can choose to let Snow <laughs> come I, or not. I did like this. Yeah. Um, I let her come. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's like not bringing Clementine in episode four of Walking Dead. It's like, why? Yeah. Would someone's you, just going to kill her while I'm not choose? there. Yeah. You could just, why would you choose to have one less character to interact with? Yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess it's, it's always dangerous to bring someone who can't always like fight for themselves to somewhere there might be fighting, but still like. If I'm not there and there's a fight where I'm not, that's worse. It it yeah. doesn't seem like that much of a choice. And that's maybe why and 91% Snow- uh, agreed with me on my version of the game. 
Yeah, mine isn't that high, but it is still the majority. It's 75.2%. I'm going to say that for Wolf Among Us, my version is probably more correct, I think, because <laughs> I'm playing the PC Steam version of just the regular game. Okay. I'm, I, I think that it, the reason they're so off is because of not having cross-platform comparison, right? Right, yeah. Uh, so the version that has the most players or is the most like regular version of the game is probably the one that is statistically closer to like a real number. I'm <laughs> okay, I'm I'm I agree. I'm glad you clarified. It's it's just funny the way you worded it. It's like, "Ah, oh, I think I'm the right <laughs> one." Sorry. <laughs> uh yeah, cuz I I mean maybe me I don't know how many people play this on PC compared to uh consoles i think pc was more for this kind of game but i don't know yeah i'm i'm not sure because i for the point and part click of me ones, thinks that's definitely for the narrative yeah. ones less so yeah i'm not sure just because like walking dead was so big maybe it was just more mainstream on like everything maybe it's more widespread mm-hmm. uh 69.9 of people including myself did not hit georgie porgy holy shit that's so different than my my i also didn't hit georgie for but for me it was only (laughs) (laughs) 19.5 percent uh and the the final major choice i guess is 77.8 didn't hit beast a second time wow so i also didn't hit beast but it was only 42.1 percent wildly different a lot of these choices so that's i I think i i want to talk about the choices this episode not big ones like letting snow come to the trip trap didn't seem to matter um not hitting georgie porgy like dude who cares yeah no one likes (laughs) georgie you would be right didn't he hit beast a second time so, like, the first one doesn't matter, and you're trying to convince me the second one does? That doesn't mean <laughs> anything, man. Uh, persuaded the prisoner to talk is probably the biggest one, but that information was not particularly useful. Yeah. Um, you don't even remember what it was. I Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was, like, important enough, because it was just immediately overshadowed by Snow White being alive. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then they played like the next time on The Wolf Among Us, which I don't remember much of except for the fact that they again teased this like full wolfed out Bigby. They did that. I wonder if that's not too. even going to. I wonder if that's not even going to happen until like the last episode. I hope it they just doesn't do it happen. Next... <laughs> yeah. Like just every episode <laughs> it happen says at all. next time he's for sure going to roid out and then doesn't. <laughs> And then it never happens. <laughs> it's like, wow, good thing we were able to avoid that one. Uh, Want to get into our main segments? I guess while we're here. Uh, how about Weekly Guy? You know what? I'm giving it to Bigby this week just because I really liked. Uh, I really liked that. Um, I thought differently about how to handle him with uh, after the interrogation at the beginning. Um, I that really made me be like I. I already talked about it earlier, but it was like. All right, I did. I lost my temper here. That felt right at the time, but now I'm being chastised for it. Mister Toad's so angry. Yeah. So I'm, g- <laughs> I'm, g- 
gonna be and that it's not even his place to be angry i think he's probably in the wrong for being so angry at me for this but i feel bad about it all the same so i that made me play bigby a lot nicer after that and I I just liked that. I liked seeing that. Even though it was my choices, I felt like it was right. It felt right for the character to lose your cool in one scene and then have Bigby kind of reflect upon that and be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to be a cool, chill dude. I'm not going to break this strip club stuff. I'm going to be nice, the little frog boy. Um, Yeah, I've, it really made an impression on me in this episode. Um. I wrote beauty and I'm trying to think of why I said that. Yeah, because you were just saying earlier, you were complaining about how she never really even brought it up that she was working here. Yeah, I, I don't feel that way. I, go on. I, the more I've thought about it, especially talking with you about it, I think my weekly guy is Ichabod. Um, Ooh. I think Ichabod has just been shown as like a really sort of dynamic, fleshed out, definitely leaning toward villain currently. Um, I really liked that conversation in the car with Ichabod. Yeah, I agree. Um, and and like the reveal of why he would be behind this, uh, with him having the Snow White fetish, is not something I think I've seen before. Yeah, you don't get a whole lot of people into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snow White's ugly, is what Dustin just said. <laughs> Ew. Um, <laughs> no, just like the 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 way that he is gross and mean to her before and then he's like oh, man, i miss her so much in the car and you having the ability to call out his bullshit like i really like that that was uh that was also my golden my my choice cut i'll i'll skip ahead to choice cut Ooh. uh accusing crane of not caring was my choice cut for this episode that's awesome. That's a great one. Mice choice cut was just on on uh, torturing Tweedledee and making him talk or not because that leads into uh, my whole thing with Bigby. Uh, yeah, some uh, some good stuff in this episode. It, like you said, they're not the bigger choices; mm -hmm. they're more the smaller ones, um, which is very interesting to me. I I like that. It. it I don't want to say it's lame that the bigger choices they kind of focus on are really don't feel that big. Maybe it's good. Maybe it is more interesting that it's the smaller things you don't really think about until like afterwards. Um, golden moment. There is a boob in this episode. <laughs> At least one. At yeah. least actually two. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, dude. That's a golden moment, man. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> it's it was it's so big... out of place. It 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 caught me off guard. I, so I hard. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say visible boobs are out of place in a strip club. Okay, fair enough. But like, I didn't. <laughs> did you? As you realized you were walking into a strip club, did you think that would happen? No, I didn't. I thought like it was during the day he went in, wasn't it? It, maybe it was it like wasn't. before their main no. hours or whatever. But it, it seemed late. Yeah, because he says they're closed. Yeah, and maybe um, they're just closed to him or something. Yeah. Uh, well, no, because no one else is in there. I, I do think it's just them. Because it. the context is she's, like, rehearsing her show in front of uh, uh, Georgie. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I'm guessing they're going to, like, open up later. 
Um, but yeah, you see, you see whole boob here. I was thrown back like that famous picture of that guy sitting in the sofa chair with the wind blasting <laughs> from the television, blowing his hair back. You know the one? <laughs> oh, I know the one. I see. I, I walked into that club and my neck got whiplash from being thrown back as hard as possible from seeing an whole <laughs> boob in a video game. Um, a real 2014 <laughs> move. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. My golden moment was uh, Snow White showing up alive. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's okay, too. <laughs> um, can you stream this game? It, does Twitch get mad I at think- you? I don't know, because I don't think nudity in video games is, like, only in this one. I I would think you would be able to... It doesn't come up that often. Yeah, and even here, it's only for, like, a little bit. And it's it's not, like, full gratuitous, full frontal No, of course, and, like, it's it's tasteful in that, like, it's showing the corruption of this town. Um, Yeah, exactly. That's why it's happening. But Mm -hmm. also, I don't think Twitch cares about thematic... Importance. Yeah, I, I think they're just like, no, don't show. Yeah, female presenting, uh, in Tumblr's words. Yeah, I I guess it just makes I I guess it the context would just be if you have like a tattletale in your stream. Uh, like like if you're yeah. if you're playing it for people and then someone watching is like, I'm telling, I'm telling, I'm telling you're streaming Twitch. the boob game. <laughs> you're gonna be in so much trouble mr twitch mr twitch you're not gonna believe what mitchell farley wolf is doing if i well what i was saying about this is um to you a couple weeks ago you were you were thinking about like you were gonna stream more on twitch and i recommended mm-hmm. well why don't you do your research for telling the tale on twitch like for for playing through the game uh why don't you do it where people can watch you and then you said no you didn't want to do it because you wanted to have the ability to stop and take notes and to really make it your own experience, which I totally get. But well, if you did do yeah, it... Uh, well, yeah, I w- w- maybe I would have gotten in trouble. You, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here talking with you. I would have been thrown in jail. <laughs> it, it, uh, I, I get mad thinking about Twitch getting mad at a streamer for <laughs> not knowing that this was going to come up. <laughs> and then it just happens. <laughs> and then you're in trouble. Yeah, we, d- we don't... <laughs> Yeah, we don't even know if that's how it would work, but now it's like, ah, oh, thanks, Twitch. Prude, big old prude Twitch. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, brought back to memories of childhood, of being like eight or nine years old watching something on TV, and then the characters will like say something like a bad word or, or there's nudity or something that like I didn't know what was going to happen. And then my parents are like, <laughs> Mitchell, are you really watching this? And I'm like, I didn't write it. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know. This was marketed to me like it was fine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they bamboozled me. I'm just as upset as you are. <laughs> I hate this just as much. <laughs> we got to go down to City Hall. <laughs> Throw down the wishing well. <laughs> where we put all the things we don't want to think about anymore. Like nudity. <laughs> Throwing the absence of clothes down the wishing well, so you're always clothed. (laughs) (laughs) That settles that problem. Okay, well, that's episode two of The Wolf Among Us, Smoke and Mirrors. Um, Yeah, I I, I liked it overall. I I was a little bummed that it was so short, but um, 
you know, I had a good time with it. Lots of interesting things coming up to talk about. We still had an hour and a half to talk about, so uh, I guess it didn't need to be longer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So I'll talk about episode three with you when we rejoin for Telling the Tale next week. And until then, see you later. I can't wait. Goodbye.